Hey, don't forget the Johnsons are coming over. I want to find a rosé Jill hasn't tried yet. Let's go exploring at Total Wine. Their prices are ridiculously low. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, always low prices. Total Wine and more. Hello and welcome. Thank you, folks, for tuning in on this beautiful, sunny afternoon. It is absolutely gorgeous out there. A little cool, a little chilly, but we know what's coming. So enjoy these sunny days. There's some snow in the mountains, at least in the Albany area. I know we have a lot of listeners from around the country and even overseas. I have a client in London who tunes in every Saturday. It's dinner time for for her, not so much lunchtime like it is for us on the East Coast. So thank you for tuning in. I would love to get you pointed in the right direction. Please believe me, if you have a financial advisor selling you an annuity, I want you to call me so I can tell you why you should get a second opinion. If you are in cash, missing out on these phenomenal returns in the stock market, why are you in cash? Let me help you make those decisions so that long-term you can be better investor. If you have any questions whatsoever pertaining to your financial situation, please give me a call. The phone lines are open. Our phone numbers today, 1-800-TALK-WGY. That's 1-800-859-4949. Zach, help me with the Oh, my God, after... 23 years my mind just went blank it's 1-800-825-5949 i knew that 24 years doing the show i can't believe i just just forgot the 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 numbers 1-800-TALK-WGY 1-800-825-5949 and no folks i have not had a bloody mary i have not had anything it was just a mental relapse i would love to talk to you as you can see i need to talk to you you got to get my mind off of this so folks five weeks in a row the s&p has been up five weeks we are talking all the bad news all of the reasons to be fearful of the market boy i'm telling you the market continues to just plow ahead investors who are invested properly are making money and that's the key, being invested properly, being invested long-term, and mostly not, not panicking when there's headlines that you don't like. So we have the S&P, that's, that's up. And, you know, when you look this week at, at the markets, and I'm telling you, Monday, the market, the Dow, this is the Dow not the S&P. The Dow was up 115 points. Tuesday up 31. Wednesday flat. Thursday up 182. Friday kind of a soft day, only up six points. But folks, for the week, you know, when you look at the week, you know, and, and even year to date, I'm telling you, the market's, the market's pretty good. The Dow up one and a quarter percent for the week, up 19 percent year to date. S&P up Eight tenths, almost nine tenths of a percent for the week, up 24 percent year to date. NASDAQ up one percent for the week, up 28 percent year to date. And if you buy the Q's, QQQ, you're up over 30 percent year to date. Now, I'm telling you, you're making money if you're invested properly. And that's the key is to be invested properly. 1-800-TALK. 
WGY, 1-800-825-5949. Let's go back to the phone lines. For the first time, we have Chris in Albany. Hello, Chris. Hey, how you doing? I'm doing great, thank you. How about yourself? Good. Thanks for taking my call. Well, we appreciate it. What can I help you with today? Uh, in the bond portion of my portfolio, I am contemplating some muni ETFs. And I was wondering if you'd comment generally on the use of muni ETFs and then also active versus passive. Yeah, it's a great question. So what you have, you know, for, 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 the, for the most part, if you're in a high tax bracket, it may behoove you to invest in munis. This is really where the income that you earn is tax-free. If you're in New York State and you're paying a lot in New York State taxes, then having having uh, New York tax-free is good. Having a national tax-free is good. We use them in our tax-managed portfolios, Chris, for investors. We have a lot of investors, 21 states, um, that we use the national muni for, and as I said, locally, we New York State clients, we use the New York tax-free for those investors that are in a high tax bracket. Now, the, 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 the question comes in, so many people want to get into munis because they don't want to pay taxes, but they're in a low tax bracket. And when you're in a low tax bracket, you have to ask yourself, why would you want to get into munis? Because you can probably make more money with a taxable bond fund. And that's really the $64,000 question for you, Chris, and any listener who, who's interested in your question. Because if you're in a low tax bracket, then you want to get as much gains as you can. And if you're in an IRA or any kind of a retirement account, you absolutely, whether you're in a high or low tax bracket, you don't want munis under that umbrella. You really want to make as much interest as you can. As far as active and passive, we use a mix of both. We have our our aggregate bond index, which is basically, uh, it's like the S&P 500 index is the benchmark for stocks. The aggregate bond index is the benchmark for bonds. And we're getting a really good yield on that. And not only that, we're getting some great returns. That is up pretty healthy this year, year to date, um, because interest rates have come down so much, even though they've gone up over the last week or two, they've come down year to date. And when interest rates fall, the price of the bonds go up and vice versa. When when the price of the bonds go down, interest rates go up. And that's what's happened over the last week or two. So that's one of our core holdings. And then we have some active management because there's so many people out there that can buy and sell bonds and know which area to be in, Chris. You can be in governments, corporates, you can be in, you know, mortgage backed, you could be in treasuries, um, you can be in investment grade corporates, you can be in junk corporate, you could be domestic, you can be international, you get the picture. So we use a couple active managed portfolios and I'll give them out. One is a mutual fund and you know that predominantly. I mean, we're managing over $575 million and really for the most part, we only have two mutual funds in our portfolio and they both happen to be bond mutual funds. One is ZEO, Z-E-O, and the symbol is Z-E-O-I-X. It's a short-duration credit-based bond fund manager out of San Francisco that we really feel comfortable with. We meet 
with him at least once a year to talk about his philosophy and what he sees. And we're very comfortable with that. We're getting a yield of just over 3% on it. We're getting some good return on it because your total return is yield and price appreciation or price loss equals total return. So not only are we getting a decent yield, we're getting price appreciation. So that's one. The other we use is an ETF, the Double Line Total Return, managed by Jeff Gondluck, who's one of the world's um, gurus in, in the fixed income arena. And he's he has a fund that he can really... Total return means he can go anywhere he wants with it. And once again, we're, 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 we're doing pretty good holding that. It's a great investment. It comes in an ETF, which we like. And then our last holding is a what we call a dimensional fund. And you can't buy that as a retailer. You have to be an investment advisor like ourselves. And it's it's a um, basically a, a active managed um, fund. It's a mutual fund. And the managers are, are phenomenal. They really only deal with institutional clients and we're considered an institutional client managing as much money as, as as we do. So that's not available to you unless you're a client of a firm like ours. So that's my take on fixed income. You really need to boil it down. Are you in a high tax bracket or not? If you're not, look at uh, some good taxable bonds. Okay. And could you tell me what the symbol is for the ETF that you're interested in? Yeah, total. T-O-T-L. And there's a lot of risk that comes with that. So really do your homework if you're buying it on your own. I see. And, and, the, okay, and, the, index, and, and the index, because really you can compare everything to the in, index, is A-G-G. A-G-G. Thank you very much. All right. We appreciate it. Yep. Bye. Take Take care, Chris. 1-800-TALK. WGY 1-800-825-5949. That's 825-5949. Any questions you have, folks, give me a call. I would love, would love to talk to you. Um, so as I said, you know, the, the Dow had a pretty good week. Um, I gave you the day-by-day day what what happened. And the markets, the markets are just, they're, 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 they're good, folks. They're good. But long-term, they're always good. You know, we had a couple prospective clients come in this week to interview us, and they actually both signed on with us. And I, 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 I call it like it is, and I say so often, the stock market, because one said, well, the markets are at an all-time high, and it was money coming in from a settlement. So I said, well, we're going to be very careful about that because it wasn't invested as of yet. And with the markets at all-time highs, we're going to dollar-cost average in. We're going to be prudent about how we get you invested. If during the time span that we choose, some clients choose three months, some six months, during the time span that we choose, if we see an opportunity, if we see a pullback in the market, we may speed that up and take advantage of that volatility. Sometimes you get volatility. Brexit. You know, remember a couple years ago in 16, I think it was June 23rd, if my memory is correct. I can't remember the phone number after 24 years, but I remember the one day that um, Brexit scared the markets, and the markets were off about 10%. And I said, you know, this is a temporary thing. The markets aren't going to be down long term because UK may pull out of the eurozone. No, 
No way. No way at all. And in hindsight, it was a one-day opportunity. And you got to take advantage of those opportunities when they happen. Uh, interest rates, I just shared with you how interest rates are up. I think the 10-year U.S. Treasury notes yielding just over 1.9%. Well, it was 1.3%. And we had a spirited conversation in our investment committee at our firm. And I said, I'm pretty sure interest rates are going to be 2% before they're going to be 1%. I don't think they're going to drop much more. Now, nobody knows. I don't have a crystal ball. I don't know. All I can do is rely on my experience of investing for 33 years, my research, my due diligence. I have a charter financial analyst that, that, that is dynamic with feeding me information and analysis and research. So I make these decisions always looking ahead. Not every one of them pans out, folks. Believe me, not, not every one of them. But over time, we've been pretty good. Our, our clients have had some stellar returns by the way we manage money, and I'm proud of that. I'm very proud of that. I always say I can learn from the past. I have to invest for the future. So that's that's what we do. And with, with regards to interest rates, as I said, you know, interest rates now are at 1.9%. Why? Because people are selling bonds. Why? Because they're they're adding risk to their portfolio. All of a sudden, we have whoever you want to believe, China saying that tariffs are coming off, and then um, the president saying, no, I didn't tell China that. So, you know, on Thursday night, Friday, who knew really what to expect um, because, you know, you had two different stories coming out. But long term, what you have to do is you're going to have temporary headlines like that Brexit I just said, and that's going to affect the markets. So people are feeling more comfortable with stocks. They're buying into stocks. They're getting rid of those safe havens. Gold is down because they're selling gold. A lot of people buy gold because they get nervous. They, they want to hide under a mattress, and they buy gold because they think it's safe. Well, safe. It all depends how you look at it. Gold has absolutely no intrinsic value. It doesn't pay a dividend. 11% or approximately 11% of all the gold in the world is for industrial use. Most of it is people, especially in the Pacific Rim, Far Eastern um, countries, they, they, they save money. They give gold as gifts. In India, India is one of the largest buyers of gold for jewelry. So there's very little intrinsic value, very little reason to buy gold unless you just feel like the world's coming to an end. I need to have something that I can hold on to. Now, if you have a gold bar, sure, you may be able to pull into the mobile mart and shave off a couple um, shavings in order to buy gas or, or, or go to Stewart's and get some milk and bread. I, I don't know. I don't know. What, what do you do with gold? You hold on to it. You have to hope that there's a buyer and a seller because that's what gold trades on. And, you know, gold, gold is down. People were, were flocking into it thinking they wanted something safe. Now they're getting out of it. Utilities, they're getting out of it. Utilities pay a high dividend. And as I said, the bond market, people are selling bonds. They're getting into stocks. And that's one of the reasons why we had a good week this week in the stock market. Fifth straight week that the S&P has been up. That's good news for investors that have been invested, that are long-term investors, that don't get scared out of the market. That's the key, folks. You can't you can't make money long-term. Remember, you can buy a CD, you can buy a bond, 
But you have to look at the interest you're earning and compare it to inflation because there's a real rate of return. If you buy that 1.9% U.S. 10-year Treasury note, over the next 10 years, you're guaranteed 1.9% interest year in, year out for the next 10 years. Inflation right now, depending on which number you want to look at, is somewhere around that. So your real rate of return is zippity doo da day zero. That means that you're getting 1.9% interest. If inflation is 1.9%, your real rate of return is zero. If you bought the S&P 500 index at the beginning of the year and you're up 24% and inflation is 2%, your real rate of return is 22%. The 24% return less inflation. And if you look over time, go back to 1927, we've seen these exhibits and charts every which way but Sunday. Inflation averages somewhere around 3 to 4%. Cash pays out about 3%. Bonds pay out between 4 and 6%. And your return in the stock market is 10 to 12%. Well, we know today that cash is paying next to nothing, almost zero. U.S. Treasury note, 10-year, one of the safest notes in the world, is paying 1.9%. So those historical numbers don't mean anything today because the world has shifted recently. So for the last several years, those historical returns mean nothing. And you have to remember, bonds just ended a 37-year bull market. Yields in the bonds in the beginning, early 80s, were in the high teens. You could buy a U.S. Treasury 10-year note back then and get paid 16, 17, 18%. Today, you're going to get paid 1.9%. A couple months ago, you were going to get paid 1.3%. So I shared with you how there's an inverse relationship with the price of bonds and interest. So when interest rates from the early 90s went from the high teens down to nothing, next to zero, then those bond prices went up because the yield came down. Well, now we're in a whole different scenario. Even though the last couple of years, bond market doesn't know which way it wants to go. But I do like what I'm seeing. I do like seeing that yield from the 10-year Treasury note. As I said, when my investment committee and I talked about this a few weeks ago, and then, you know, I think the 10-year Treasury note was 1.5, I said, I believe that interest rates are going to be closer to 2% than closer to 1%. And that's good news for stock investors. And that's why we're invested as we are. We're making money for our clients because I believe in that. Now, I could have been wrong. Maybe bad news came into the picture and interest rates went from 1.5 to 1%. But in hindsight, I wasn't. Interest rates went from 1.5 all the way up to 1.9. And the stock market has been on a tear. Even though August, September was volatile, October has been great for stocks. And year-to-date, returns are a whole lot better 
now than a year ago. Remember a year ago, we just started that correction that began in the end of September and ended on Christmas Eve, where the S&P was down almost 20%, almost in bear market territory. Small caps in NASDAQ was in bear market territory. Well, that's not the case today. And I am optimistic that there's room for the stock market to go. And I know it's the longest-running bull market in history, but why does that mean it has to end now? It doesn't. If the fundamentals are good, and I, I preach this to my clients, the fundamentals are good. Are they great? No, but they're good. The economy's growing. Goldilocks, right? Not too hot, not too cold. Just right. We're putting people to work. Unemployment's at historic lows. People are being paid more. Hourly wages are going up. Interest rates come down. The Fed made that 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 move last fall that really affected the stock market where they were raising interest rates when they probably shouldn't have been and talking about three, four interest rate hikes in 2019. Well, folks, interest rates have come down three times this year in 2019 because it's warranted. Times have changed, and right now, we're in that Goldilocks economy. So why does the stock market have to end? The stock market usually ends when you have an inverted yield curve. Yes, I know, we did have one. We had one for a few minutes a couple months ago. We had one that lasted for a few days. But it's not a permanent inverted yield curve. And interest rates now are as wide as ever. What do I mean by an inverted yield curve? That's where... Short-term rates are higher than long-term rates. And that's usually a signal that there may be a recession. A recession, history has shown, could be 12, 18, 24 months down the road. Well, that inverted yield curve is no longer there. Actually, interest rates are widening. The long-term rate is so much more, so much greater than the short-term rate. So I don't see a recession on the horizon. Corporate earnings are still coming out positive, positive surprises. Something that I'm very, very happy with. Positive surprises on, on interest rates. If you look for the third quarter, we've had about 444 companies in the S&P 500 index. Remember, there's about 500, 501 maybe 502 companies that make up the S&P 500 index. So 89% of the S&P 500 index, and folks, that is the benchmark of the U.S. stock market. If you have a stock position, if you have a broker buying and selling stocks, you need to compare it to the S&P 500 index and then ask yourself, why am I paying money for active management, for some stock jock to buy and sell stocks when they're underperforming the S&P over and over and over again. It's one of the reasons why it's one of our core positions, our largest position, that in NASDAQ. I look at NASDAQ as important as I look at the S&P 500, the broad stock market index. So 89% of the companies in the S&P have reported. And for the third quarter so far, 78% of those companies beat on earnings per share. 78%, 59% beat on revenue. Now, I know they had a low bar, and I know corporate earnings profits are slowing down a bit, but the surprises are to the upside. That means that 
Corporate earnings are good. They're still healthy. Another fundamental. So just because the stock market's in the longest run ever in history, and just because we're in the longest running economic expansion, 10 years, 3 months that we've ever seen, doesn't mean the stock rally has to end. We're going to take a break for the news. Stay with me. 1-800-TALK-WGY. See you in two minutes. The pandemic has changed so much about what we can expect from healthcare. Now more than ever, we must make the future affordable, accessible, and equitable. I'm Jody Lesh. In a new podcast from Kaiser Permanente, we interview the thought leaders and care providers who are helping shape the future of not just healthcare, but fields like digital therapeutics and AI. We have a lot to learn from one another. Listen to Ahead in Health wherever you get your podcasts. You started as an RN, caring for one patient at a time, but now you're being called to help more patients more often by earning your master's in nursing leadership and healthcare systems degree online from Grand Canyon University. You could become a leader responsible for staff development and patient care outcomes. What do you think making a difference in healthcare looks like? GCU offers over 175 high-quality online programs like this one. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. Hello, and welcome back. Thank you for hanging in through the news, folks, and thank you for tuning in today. So, our phone numbers, 1-800-TALK-WGY, 1-800-825-5949. That's 1-800-825-5949. Any questions whatsoever, folks, give me a call. So, you know how I feel on the stock market. I feel that the stock market doesn't need to come to an end anytime too soon for good reasons. Now, that doesn't mean that's some unexpected surprise because that's what the stock market hates the most are unexpected surprises. may not come out of left field somewhere. So if the U.S.-China trade talks continue to progress, and that's probably the biggest dark cloud hanging over the stock market when that gets resolved, if that gets resolved, but hopefully when that gets resolved, you know, then there's really nothing holding stocks back. But that doesn't mean that the momentum will continue because momentum is, what's, is, is what has driven this market to the levels that, that we've seen and the returns that, that we've had. Momentum is basically the big, big dogs, you know, the, the Amazon, Apple, Facebook, Google, um, a lot of these – Momentum growth stocks have driven the returns, which I wrote, wrote a, a letter to clients a couple of weeks ago saying that we're getting ready to kind of tweak the portfolios. And we are. We're, we're real close. We're, we're um, holding off because, you know, we've just we, we continue to make money in the right way and there's no urgency. But we're going to be tweaking the portfolio soon because we've had a great run, a phenomenal run. And I'd like to kind of slant the portfolios a little bit from growth to value because value is so underpriced right now. And we've been mostly growth-oriented in the portfolios because it's paid off. Our clients have made a lot of money by our forward thinking and being growth. But we are going to get into some more value-oriented, higher-dividend-paying holdings, and we feel that's going to that's gonna be good. 
you know, we will enter a recession. I don't think it's going to be, well, it's definitely not going to be this year. And I don't even think it may be next year. But there will be a recession that comes down the, the pike. I keep saying this may be the best advertised recession that has never happened because for what? A year, two years, that's all people talk about is a recession. It's almost like they want a recession because the stock market has gone on so long and so robustly as it has. It's almost like they want a recession to end that. But there's no reason. Go back to what I said before we took the break for the news. There's no reason for this to end, this this great rally that that we're experiencing. And yes, it's the longest running rally on, on record, but it doesn't mean it has to end. And let's make believe we woke up on Monday morning and the headlines were, we're in a recession. Folks, that's going to be temporary. That's going to be temporary. So if you get caught with an aggressive portfolio and the market goes down, remember, the market's going to come back up. The market has recovered from everything that it's been handed and the only people who lose during times of volatility are investors that panic have a knee-jerk reaction i hate it when an investor says i can't stand to lose any more money i need to sell and i beg them to look at it differently don't sell because once you sell then you book that loss it's a realized loss if you hang in there and you don't need your money over the next couple of years, the stock market will come back. It always has. I don't think that's going to change. The market always, always hits all-time highs, and then it takes a breather, some volatility, maybe a correction, maybe a bear market. Then it comes back and makes another all-time high, and that's what long-term investors have to remember. Remember, folks, we're a fiduciary. We don't get paid anymore if we have clients in the stock market or in the bond market. We get paid the same. Our job as a fiduciary is to counsel our clients on what's right for them, what's prudent for them, to make sure they understand the risk-reward relationship, the pros and cons of owning cash, bonds, commodities, real estate, stocks. We spend a lot of time educating our clients. And our clients, when there is volatility, every once in a while somebody says, your phone must be ringing off the hook. I say, no, actually it's not. And I think it's because we educate our clients so well, they don't panic. They put their trust in our services, and we do a darn good job for them. 1-800-TALK-WGY, 1-800-825-5949. Any questions whatsoever, folks? Give us a call. I would love to talk to you. So, as I said, stocks, new record highs, bond yields, their week, biggest weekly gain in, in, in weeks. And, you know, basically investors are, are, are comfortable. So a lot of investors, as I said in the first half of the show, got out of the safer investments, treasuries, commodities like gold, um, utilities, real estate, and got back into the stock market. You have the 10-year Treasury note, its highest level since July. And all three U.S. stock market indexes closed at record highs. The Dow, the S&P, the NASDAQ, all at record highs yesterday. 
And that's a big, big shift. If you think of how investors felt July, August, September, big shift. And I think it's a stamp of approval that, hey, things aren't all that bad. 1-800-TALK-WGY, 1-800-825-5949. Let's go to the phone lines. We have Mark. Hello, Mark. Mark? I um, was listening to you, and I was wondering if you thought pipelines were uh, a value play. Well, pipelines meaning like, you know, a lot of clients buy and they get sucked into master limited partnerships, which are basically, it's an energy play with a high dividend, but there's a lot of risk that comes with it. And a lot of the companies that are in a master limited partnership have pipelines transporting fuel and that sort of stuff. So you have to remember when you, when you specifically drill down in your portfolio, Mark, to, to focus and invest in a small part of the overall market, you're taking on a risk. So if you have a portfolio that's that's large enough, if you decide to get into this area, make sure you it, it's no more than like 3 to 5% of your overall investable net worth. Um, you, you don't want to get crazy when you get so specific. Okay. And, if, and right. the best way may be to buy an energy ETF. Um, you know, this way you're getting... You know, companies focused on energy, you're going to get some companies that, that have pipeline, uh, you know, parts of their business and drilling and so many other parts of, of the energy arena. So that's probably the best way to go. I always tell an, any investor who will listen to me, very seldom does it pay to buy an individual stock when you can buy. If, if you like energy, then buy an energy, a basket of energy stocks. This way you're not betting or gambling on one specific stock, one specific part of the market. That's going to be my advice to you. All right. Well, thank you very much for taking my call. Hey, Mark, thanks for calling on this beautiful day. We'll talk to you soon. 1-800-TALK-WGY, 1-800-825-5949. Let's go back to the phone lines. We have Chris in Bennington. Steve, how are you? Chris, my old friend, how are you? Very good. Still doing, still above ground. God bless you, and 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 the snow. I'm guessing you have snow up there. Uh it it was just a dusting, and it uh, melted pretty quick. Yeah, well, so for, I for hate the snow, anyways. Yeah, you and I both. There was a day when I used to be a big skier, and I loved it, but those days are gone. I I don't like the cold anymore. I don't like the snow. I love I love the Capital Region area. I love upstate New York. But boy, when 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 that those harsh winds and low temperatures come in and all that snow, I'm just not a fan of it. And for the listening audience, Chris, Chris has been with me. I've been doing the show for 24 years, and I used to do the show on Sunday evenings. And Chris used to call in almost religiously every Sunday night. Now, Chris, every once in a while, I'm pleasantly surprised when he calls on Saturday. So. Chris is a is a longtime listener who has called in several times over the last 24 years. So, Chris, I always appreciate you calling in, and you always have good questions. What can yep, I help you with today? Great to talk to you, too. Okay, uh, concerning um, individual retirement accounts, can you annuitize them? Well, sure. You 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 can buy an annuity and have some some um, thug 
in the financial services industry um, annuitize it for you, and he or she will tell you all the great reasons of doing that, but I wouldn't recommend that you do that. Um, basically, what, what Chris is referring to, folks, is when you know you plop down, let's, let's make believe you have $100,000, and you plop it down, and some insurance company is going to take that $100,000 from you, and they're going to guarantee you that they're going to pay you out so much a month for the rest of your life. And maybe if you buy the right type and there's a, a – um, in case you die tomorrow, Chris, not that we want you to die tomorrow, but if you die, you're going to have a beneficiary, and maybe that beneficiary gets paid out over 10 years. And it sounds great. It's guaranteed. A lot of people go through this when they retire, and one of the options, instead of rolling the money into an IRA, they, they can take a an annuity. And it sounds good. I just met with a, a new client this week, and we went over it. Very seldom does it pay off. Because you're paying an insurance company a lot of money for that guarantee. And we always say, if you have a well-diversified portfolio, Chris, you should be able to do the exact same thing that insurance company does and have more flexibility with that money. Remember, once you give that $100,000 in that hypothetical example to the insurance company, it's gone. You can't make any changes. And let's make believe that your life changes. Make Maybe you get sick and you want to do something different with that money. When you're in control of it, when it's in an IRA that you can control or you have a financial services firm like ours advising you, well, you have just so many more options. And if it's if it's managed in a prudent manner, you should be able to do everything that that annuity can do for you. I see. So uh, who was that person you mentioned again, just shortly? Um. The thug, or or the uh, the um, the outfit that that could handle it. That, oh, uh, just you know, depending on 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 you know your retirement benefits, you 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 don't want to give it to an insurance company for them to sell you an annuity that annuitizes it. I I didn't mention any certain name, but we all know, um, you know, I'm sure a lot of people right now they're 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 saying to themselves listening to this conversation, Chris, oh, yeah, you know, so-and-so tried selling me an annuity, and they made it sound so good, but it's really not good. The fees are so high, and as I said, if you, if you understand it, there's a reason why when you're sold an annuity, there's like 65 pages of fine print because there's so much buried in that fine print. I'm not a fan of annuities whatsoever. I, 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 I despise them. And when I see clients come in loaded up with annuities, they don't, they don't have a clue of why they bought them. They were sold them by some financial service insurance agent who told them about all the guarantees. But there are so many options that are better for investors. So I'm not a fan of them. Okay, that sounds great. and more or less clarified it. All right, Chris. You be good. Thanks for calling in. Yes. Great to hear from you. Stay, Take care, Steve. Stay well. Stay healthy. 1-800. Yes, you too. Bye. All right. Bye-bye. 1-800-TALK-WGY. 1-800-825-5949. Any questions whatsoever, folks, give us a call. So as I said, stocks, you know, stocks did well this week. Doesn't mean they're going to do well every week. It was nice to nice to see, um, you know, when you, when you look at, at the the reason, I mean, you, 
you have um, that inverted yield curve, which is no more inverted, which usually signals a recession. So that was good news. You have corporate earnings that came out. That was good. Consumer sentiment is, is, is good. Um, you know, there's just so many reasons to be optimistic about about the stock market. Um, if you just look at the fundamentals, the the reports on on the economy, you know it's it's a it's a good economy. It's not a great economy, but it's a good economy. This week alone, we had, you know, the ISM Services Index was better than estimated. Unit labor costs better than projected. Initial weekly jobless claims better than expected. You know, the downside, we had factory orders that weren't as good, trade balance that wasn't as good, um, non-farm productivity for the third quarter not as good, consumer credit. But all in all, the fundamentals have been pretty positive for the stock market. And that's why we're optimistic that there's still room. We're not pulling back in the stock market. We are going to tweak. We are going to slant the portfolios more in a value direction, but we're not getting out of the markets. That tweak is because we think that it's time for us to take advantage of some of those undervalued securities because if the economy continues to grow, some of these securities should do well. 1-800-TALK-WGY, 1-800-825-5949. We had a caller that called in, and he wanted to know what's our email. He did not want to talk to us. I'm sorry. I'm a nice guy. You could have talked to us. Zach, he, he or she just didn't want to talk, huh? So what's the question? Just an email? That's that's it? Um, so if you go to our website, folks, Boucher.com, B as in boy, O-U-C-H-E-Y.com, and what you'll do is you'll go into contact us, and you're going to be able to email us. Planning pays off at Boucher.com. Pretty clever, right? Planning pays off because planning does pay off. So you can email us with any questions. I promise you. We will get back to you. It's the one thing that I pride myself in. I, I am surrounded by 11 professionals and as a fiduciary, and I've been a fiduciary since 93. You know, back then, nobody was being a fiduciary because they were they were going from making 6% commission down to um, earning, you know, 1% on, on average, and they just didn't want to do that. But it was the right thing to do. I didn't want any conflict of interest, and I've never looked back. So I've been a fiduciary for for a long time, but I, I, you know, we have five CFPs, two CPAs, a CFA, an AIF. We, um, we pay attention to what we do for our clients, and financial planning is a big part of our practice. We, every client, we ask them, do, do you want us to help plan out the rest of your life? And most do. So planning pays off. So that's our email. Planning pays off at Boucher.com. One eight hundred talk WGY. 1-800-825-5949. We have Mike in Amsterdam. Hello, Mike. Good. Almost, no, it is Amsterdam. It is it, unless uh, you're in Chicago. <laughs> no, Amsterdam. Quick question. For you. Well, that's almost uh, Chicago, so Mike. Now, I've been invested in, uh, I think you're familiar with what they call CMOs, collateralized mortgage obligations. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. basically, I've dealt with uh, Jenny May, which has been wonderful. And Fannie Mae, and then there's Freddie Mac. What's the current going rate with CMOs these days? Because the house I've been dealing with, they've been kind of silent to even point me in any kind of a direction. Yeah, so you have to remember, you're, um, 
you're 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 being specific to to that segment of the fixed income market, and you have to be careful. This is why, you know, in the first half of the show, I was asked what kind of fixed income bond investments do do I use, and I said I use a couple passive indexes, um, the basically the, the the stock market index as a whole, and I also use the um, active management, and one one of them is the S and Spider Double Line Total Return managed by Jeff Gunlock, and Jeff is one of the best bond managers in in the world these days. And basically, why I use him for active managing those managing those um, bonds in an active manner is because I'm letting him use his expertise, whether he should be in CMOs or other forms of mortgage-backed securities, should he be in the U.S. bond market, international bond market. And it's really, you know, I feel comfortable with that because I'm just, I I don't want to choose the wrong, especially with interest rates being as crazy as they are. And that's what you have to be careful about is, you know, you don't want to um, be in the wrong segment of the market, especially with interest rates being as, as, as crazy as they are. So, you know, just be careful, whatever you decide. Um, if you do get into the CMO, I don't have the exact sliver of CMOs, what their, their, um, specific mortgage rates are at the moment, but, um, it's, it's easy to find out, you know, just go, just go on the internet and, and, and Google it and you'll be able to find out, but be careful. That's the, that's the biggest concern I have for you. Well, be careful. As I would say to you, and I think you know this very well, be careful what you get into because you really need to explore what your own personal uh, needs and wants are going to be. And I'll say this for myself, I got into uh, uh, Fannie Mae's and uh, Jenny Mae's when they were like eight and a half percenters. In fact, you know, they've been retired through the years, but that rate went on for an awful long time. And, you know, it, it's kind of nice to see the benefits because you can get a check every month or, you know, do what you want with the money. And like I say, uh, the ones I have are towards the end of their life cycle. I'm just wondering, you know, what the next step is going to be because last time I looked, I heard like 2.5%, which is, forget it. Well, you know, going back, I've spent a lot of time today talking about interest rates and the rate of the – 10-year U.S. Treasury note being 1.9%. A few months ago, it was 1.3%. So it was 3% also, if I go back 18 months or so ago, but it didn't stay at 3% for, for long. I think the peak was 3.25%. That was the highest it was in the last 11 years. And nobody knows where the 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 direction of interest rates are going. The Fed doesn't even know. Last fall, the fall of 2018, one of the reasons why the stock market took such a tumble was because the Fed said they were going to hike interest rates so much. And they did hike interest rates back in um, December, I think. And they came out with the warning that in 2019, interest rates were going to be hiked more. Well, all of a sudden, January, February, they changed their tune. Bottom line, the reason why the Fed hikes interest rates is to slow down an economy that's grown too fast. And basically what they're doing is they're tapping their foot on the brakes to slow down that economy so that consumers don't pay too much in inflated prices. 
which is what inflation is known as, where the price of milk and bread, gas, whatever it might be, goes up every year. That's inflation. And over time, inflation has averaged between 3 and 5%. Well, over the last several years, it's been less than 2%. So inflation has been almost non-existent. So there's no reason to tap the brakes on the economy as much. And I think, I think the Fed goofed last year when when they talked about raising interest rates or they got reports that showed them why they shouldn't be hiking interest rates. So as long as interest rates are lower coming down, that's great news for the stock market. When interest rates start going up, then and 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 the Fed does that um as I said to slow down that economy. Consumer makes up almost two-thirds of the economy. So when the consumer is spending too much money driving prices up, they have to slow down the economy. So with low interest rates, it means good for the stock market. Higher interest rates, investors think, oh, I can go to one of those bonds that you're talking about, get a higher interest rate with no risk, and you got to be careful. So hopefully that helps. Uh, Mike, we we, yeah. we appreciate the call. Yeah, so, um, we're coming up to the end of the show. It doesn't seem possible that the show just got so much more I want to talk to you about. I really wanted to get into women and investing. It's so near and dear to my heart. But next week, come back. Let's hope for another good week. Let's make it six weeks in a row. Folks, have a great weekend. Thank you. Call us next week. This message is sponsored by Amazon. I want to get back to kissing the cheeks of my grandbabies. Making Sunday dinner with a house full of family and lots of laughs. <laughs> COVID-19 has changed how we live and how we feel. But now there are vaccines. It's okay to have questions. Now get the facts. Visit GetVaccineAnswers.org so you can make an informed decision about COVID-19 vaccines. It's up to you. Brought to you by the Ad Council.